New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today I'm hosting Ron Pevney, and he's the author of Conscious Living, Conscious Aging, Embrace and Savor, your next chapter. Ron, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you, Justine. I'd like to ask you, I know that all of your work is about conscious eldering, so you are working with this time in our lives that is not well-defined in this culture. So can you say something about where we are within our society about eldering and how much support or lack of support is there for this? I think we're in a very confusing time. For quite a few years, the mainstream vision or uh, understanding or paradigm for aging was one that saw retirement as basically us having reached the pinnacle of what we have to contribute and who we can be, and the years after that as a time just primarily defined by inevitable decline and diminishment. And what we could hope for is to get as much rest and recreation as possible after retirement and uh, to try to stave off the losses of aging. That seemed to be the model. But it's changing in many, many ways, and there's a whole multi-layered new paradigm emerging. And parts of this new paradigm very much focus on the realization that we can be active and engaged in all kinds of ways. We don't have to just accept that it's all about decline and diminishment. And that's really positive. A lot of positives in what people often call positive aging. Within this larger new paradigm, though, there is a critical understanding, and that's what the essence of my work is, that we have the opportunity after so-called retirement age not just to be active, but to actually grow, to grow psychologically, to grow spiritually, to grow in terms of the kind of service that we can contribute to the community, to grow in ways that uh, are somewhat unique to us. And especially at this time in the history of the world, we have resources available to us from every wisdom tradition. I mean, there are so many possibilities for how we can grow and paths we can take. And so my work with Conscious Eldering is about growing ourselves into the fullness of who we can be as elders in this precious stage of life. And so while there are gonna be losses and diminishments, of course, this can also be a time for incredible fruition and fullness, reaching our fullest potential as human beings. You know, I'm reminded as you're talking, Ron, an older gentleman invited me out for coffee. And we wanted to get to know each other a little better. And we were sitting across from one another and talking. And he was depressed, is how I would characterize him, that his energy was very low. And he was curious about why I was so energized. And I was able to say some things to him about what excites me about, continues to excite me about life and learning and 
and what I'm doing. And as we talked, I was trying to find what is lighting him up. And the only thing that he came up with, and I'm saying the only thing, but it was a major thing. He was talking about how he loved to do carving. He would get these little sticks and he would make little animals and carving. And the way I watched him talk about it and I could start to see him light up. We left from that coffee date with not much happening, but I had given him the suggestion and I know that he didn't respond to it very positively, but I thought, oh, wouldn't it be great if he joined like Little Brothers Little Sister group and and went and taught this skill. Yes. He would be able to do it there and teach young people how to carve. I just got really excited <laughs> about it. But he couldn't meet me there with that. And I felt um a little bit sad for him. And I'm sure that there are lots of people out there who say, oh, yeah, well, I used to do that. I used to sew. I used to, like, even in my senior housing, somebody is offering sewing lessons to anybody in the housing group. And I just think that that's so wonderful. Do you have any comment on this? (laughs) As you can see, I'm getting a little excited about it. I I think that's absolutely wonderful, the story about this gentleman. Yeah, you know, I think that for a lot of people, belief is so critically, critically important. And I think a lot of us have internalized beliefs that it is somehow all downhill once our careers are over. And the more we can find support in believing that this is a time of rich possibility, and the more we can support each other, and the more we can serve as models for people who are depressed. Because when, when they see our joy and enthusiasm, then they might begin to realize, hey, you know, there's another way. It doesn't have to all be a downhill slide. And I also believe that purpose is so absolutely critical. And the more we can work toward finding and we can support each other in finding some kind of purpose that brings us alive, then that gets all of our life energy and our juice flowing and it seems to then expand to a lot of different areas of our life. I know a lot of people say, well, you know, I I don't have a purpose. I don't, you know, I don't have some grand something to contribute. And I think a wonderful, wonderful definition of what purpose can be comes from Richard Leiter, who's oftentimes viewed as the guru of purpose. And he said that ultimately living with purpose is living with the commitment that each day you are going to, in some way, grow, and in some way, you're going to serve. And I think the more we can support each other in making that commitment and helping each other see some way we can grow today and some way we can serve, the more we could help bring each other alive and something that might just be a spark can start to become much bigger, maybe in people like the gentleman you're talking about. And, you know, I'm thinking, Ron... When we're around people who are excited in their life and serving, to be very careful about comparing ourselves to them. Comparison is deadening. It is. is in my experience. And, and so do you have some advice about you're meeting someone who's really engaged in life and doing? I, I know this man, he's in his 80s, and he was a professional photographer. Well, he goes out every day. He continues to do his photography work and shares it online with all of us. Mm-hmm. 
But that can also stop people. They'll say, well, I don't have anything to contribute, and they compare themselves with that. No, I think you're totally right, Justine. Uh, comparison is the most deadly thing I could think of for disempowering us. And so the wonderful challenge we have is to be able to revel in other people's joy and aliveness while not allowing ourselves to compare, but rather letting their aliveness serve as a reminder that, yes, there's an aliveness in me. I need to search for it, maybe. I need to do some work to find it. But it's in me as much as it is in them. They're just maybe more aware of it. But it can serve as a prompt to find my aliveness, my authentic, creative, joyful expression. But we've got to make, uh, I think, a commitment to ourselves that we are not going to engage in comparison. Because like you said, that is deadly. So what help can you be to help us to find that spark within ourselves? I think a good starting point is that advice I mentioned a little bit earlier. If our goal is to grow and to serve every day, then we continue to look for ways to do both of those. And we pay attention to what's going on within. Okay, what has presented itself today that seems to excite me? How can I make a difference in the world, even in some tiny way that seems to excite me? It's almost like making a commitment to exploring, to trying different things, to learning different things, maybe taking classes, maybe volunteering, being with different groups, and just paying attention. What seems to spark me a little? What seems to excite me? What could possibly grow into something really meaningful to me? And so it really is what can be uh, inner exploration that takes a while. But if we're committed to it, as long as we are alive, we're going to find that there's a spark in there, and we just need to see what is it that sparks me. And it might take a lot of exploration. I know that you put a lot of stock in the idea of gratitude. And I'm just thinking, okay, if each night as we go to bed, we do a gratitude list, just saying three things that we were grateful for that day, we might find something in there that maybe repeats itself saying, wow, I've done this three times now this week. What is that? Yeah, that's beautifully spoken. <laughs> yes. Gratitude, I believe, requires us to become conscious and to not just let events in our lives and feelings and thoughts just be stuff that floats past, but it requires us to take a look more consciously at what happened, how did it touch me, does it point in any direction, does it show me something that maybe turns me on or something that maybe really turns me off. So gratitude is just a real doorway to becoming more conscious. And ultimately, I think we each have something that wants to emerge in us. We each have a calling. We each have a calling for our elderhood. And the only way we're going to get in touch with that and with all the life and passion that comes with it is if we are conscious enough to be aware of what's going on. And so we need to slow down. We need to pay attention. Don't multitask so much, but have time when we're just savoring our inner life and our feelings and our intuitions. And gratitude is wonderful practice to help support that way of being. Oh, Ron, I want to thank you so much for being part of the New Dimensions Cafe today. I know you have much more to say, but people can pick up your book or look into your work, go to your website and check out all that you're serving. 
And I want to remind our listeners that Ron Pevney is the author of Conscious Living, Conscious Aging, Embrace and Savor Your Next Chapter. He is also the founder of Center for Conscious Eldering, and that is his website, centerforconsciouseldering.com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I want to thank you for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe, and I invite you to please do join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a 1,000 hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You, too, can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.